Hello, 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 relatives. Happy day of morning. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, Matika here with the All My Relations podcast. And what an honor it is to be able to continue talking with you all and sharing space with y'all. So the other day I was talking with my nephew and he's in middle school. He's in seventh grade. And, you know, he's at that really good age where he's just entering into being a teenager. And, you know, he had come to one of my lectures and he was like, you know, Auntie, um, my teacher told me on Columbus Day that Christopher Columbus discovered America. <laughs> and I was like, really? And he said, and I didn't know what to do. He was like, so should, I didn't know if I should like stand up or like raise my hand and say, well, you know, how could he have discovered America if there was already native people here? And I was thinking about what you said about how Christopher Columbus never came to native to the North America. He was like, I was thinking about how you said Christopher Columbus, you know, was in Taino country. And I remember what you said about what he did, you know, about how he killed people and, and he was a rapist. And I just didn't know why my teacher was saying that. And I said, so what did you do? <laughs> and he was like, well, I just, I just thought I would talk to you about it. And I thought maybe you could call her. <laughs> and um, it was this incredible moment of reckoning for me. And so I've been checking in with him occasionally about what's happening at school. What are the things that he's learning? And and I asked him the other day, I said, well, have you guys talked at all about Thanksgiving yet? And he said, no, it, it hasn't been brought up yet. And I started thinking about like the responsibility that we have as parents, as teachers, as educators. What is our responsibility to our children to make sure that these mythical narratives that we're perpetuating in our day-to-day -day lives, uh, the myth of America, the myth of Thanksgiving, the myth of Columbus Day. Um, how are these mythical narratives impacting our children? And then I started feeling really guilty uh, as an auntie and as a parent, like, am I doing the work in my own family, in my own community to dismantle these myths? And so I asked Thomas, I said, Thomas, would you be willing to come on air with me and talk about Thanksgiving? And he was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And his parents were like, oh, I don't know. You know, like we don't want him to get in trouble with the school and and we don't want uh, to reflect poorly on our parenting. You know, like what if he says something that he shouldn't say? And and I promised them that it would be okay and that our listeners are nice and uh, that it would be a teachable moment for all of us because I think all of us are trying to figure out how to navigate these new times that we live in. You know, how do we talk to our children about these myths? And so I'm going to uh, take you through that conversation. You know, how I talk to my 13, my 13 year old nephew about Thanksgiving and you'll hear, you know, like <laughs> it's messy. <laughs> like, you know, I do, a, I don't do a great job. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> it's not the, my best work <laughs> because 
you know, I was stumbling through uh, myself, like how to be gentle about this conversation. How do I not point fingers and make him feel like he can't trust his teachers? How do I talk about this in a way that isn't going to be devastating? But also, it's okay for us to talk about these things. In fact, we need to. Our children want the truth. And so today, on this national holiday, I hope that you'll bring some of these conversations to your table. Here it is. Sorry. (laughs) All my relations. We have a very special guest with us. My nephew, the one and only Thomas. Say hello, Thomas. Hello. Let's just start, Thomas, by having you tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm 13. I play basketball. I go fishing sometimes with my dad, and I go to school. Yeah. Well, that's actually a perfect segue, Thomas, because I'm really interested in talking to you about your education. Mm-hmm. And there's two really big myths in what is now known as America that are still widely perpetuated. The story is retold often in public schools. And one of them is Columbus Day. And we talked a little about that. And then the other is Thanksgiving. And so... I'm interested in hearing from you about what your experience has been like in public school. What are some of the things that your teachers or the stories that you've heard uh, about those two holidays? All right. Um, I'll start off with Thanksgiving. The pilgrims came to the native's land, and when they got there... um, I I just know they had a peace treaty, basically, and the natives brought their food, and the pilgrims, I think, brought some of their food, and then they just had a big old feast and became just, like, peaceful with each other. And that's all I remember for the most part. And that's why we celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because it brought peace. I really actually appreciate hearing you say that, Thomas, because um, often in public school, we um, have told that to our students. There was, in fact, some sort of a meal that happened in the early 1600s that was meant to end the fighting that was happening between the Wampanoags, which was the first contact tribe with early settlers. Um it's interesting the pilgrim calling them pilgrims is really interesting because some would also call them colonizers <laughs> um, but when the first uh, settlers came to what is now known as the United States um, it was many many years before this celebrated Thanksgiving right in the 1400s and there was also contact before then Um, And then when the early colonies were attempting to be set up, there was, it was really, really ugly. Like there was a lot of fighting, there was war, 
Um, some would say, call it genocide. <laughs> and and um, that went on for many, many years. And there were uh, treaties made between the early colonists and treaties with the, the tribes, with the Wampanoag people. And those agreements, those peace agreements were violated over and over and over again. And so the way I was told is that there was a peace agreement made between uh, Massasoit, who was uh, the chief of the Wampanoag people at the time, and their, and these early settlers. And they had made an agreement to lay down their arms. And then not, not very much time had passed, and they could hear them shooting their guns. And so Massasoit and his people came over, came over to the colony to figure out why it was that they were shooting their guns. They say that when that happened, they shared a meal. There may or may not have been turkey present. And that meal that was shared between those at that interaction was written down in a guy named William Bradford's journal, which then was later reinterpreted. It was one paragraph. And it was from that paragraph that we came to celebrate what is now known, what is now known as Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I, I thought that the pilgrims just got there during Thanksgiving and when they got there, they wanted to make peace right away. So then they had that dinner, but it, that's not true. You know what? You bring up a really good point because you, that's often left out of the story, right? That we tell the young people, it's like, oh, the pilgrims came and they were peaceful and um, the native people welcomed them and then they shared meal together. And that's why we celebrate Thanksgiving because Kumbaya, these native people came together with these settlers and it, now all of us are going to be really grateful and we're going to engorge ourselves with this humongous meal and then we're going to go shopping on Friday. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's really when I think of... What I find really fascinating about the holiday is how... Um, something like that could have happened like this meal that was supposed to signify peace between native people and um, good relations between native people and what is now known as the u.s government how that has um, not actually ever been um, actualized does that make sense actualized like thanksgiving is meant to be a celebration of good relations between native people and early colonizers and so the question is for me, when I think of this holiday, I think about whether or not we actually are in good relationship with Native people, you know? And since we're Native people, <laughs> the question is like, are our treaty rights being upheld? Our treaty rights, our right to land, our right to water, our rights to self-governance, our rights to protect ourselves, our rights to equality and justice, and the right to, um, you know, for our people to be who they are, who they want to be, and who they want to raise their children to be. And that's how I think about sovereignty. It's like this opportunity for us as um, as Native people, for us to self-determine. That's what that means, for us to decide for ourselves what we would like to do as a nation for ourselves as individuals and for all of our community members and our people at large. 
Last year we did an episode on this topic and it was called Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving. And we invited some scholars, uh, Paula Peters and Linda Combs, and they're both Wampanoag and activists and historians. And they did a really good job of telling us the real story of Thanksgiving, which was, in a nutshell, the story I just told you. But uh, one of the big eye-opening experiences for me was when I went to Wampanoag country and I met the First Contact Nations. And then I went to some of the tribes like out there on the East Coast. And I went to visit some Haudenosaunee's and I went to visit Cherokee's and I uh, went to visit Lumbee's in North Carolina. And, you know, in my travels and experiences, I've had this great opportunity to learn how our tribes practice giving thanks in different communities. And that's one of the big uh, takeaways for me is that this Thanksgiving uh, holiday that we do in what is now known as the United States is reduced to this like one day, right? Like this one day a year where we're meant to be grateful. Whereas in a lot of these traditional cultures and in a lot of tribes, there's ways and practices to give thanks on a regular basis. My big idea and my big dream and my big goal as a uh, as an educator and as a person, a storyteller and a person that you know, writes books and does these big speeches. And, you know, like one of the things that I think about is what is, um, what is this all for? And I've been deeply struck with this idea that if we were to incorporate traditional knowledge structures that come from our communities, from Native America, our society would improve at large. And I think one of those practices could be implemented around giving thanks. I would agree because like you were saying, Thanksgiving is a day to give thanks and it's not like every day, it's just one day, Thanksgiving. (laughs) And I think if we gave thanks on a regular basis, like every day, just our mental state and like all our attitudes would just be a lot better because everyone would feel better if when you're giving thanks to them and are grateful for the people or things that are in your lives and would just make like society better. Why is it that teachers and parents um, and communities and families and this nation, for that matter, why is it that we don't tell children the truth? You know, like, why don't, when we're teaching about what happened in this country or when we celebrate these fictional holidays, um, like we would say like this, we would say this is a mythical holiday, right? Because this holiday isn't founded in truth. This holiday is founded in myth legend story it's like a disney movie it's the softer easier more digestible version that we tell to children and we tell to ourselves maybe we ourselves are not comfortable with our own history maybe we ourselves are not comfortable that we are living on stolen indian land that was built on the backs of slaves because if we had to acknowledge that history then we might have to do the work of what's called reconciliation. Reconciliation is about healing what has been done in the past. That's what that means. And so to me, I wonder, Thomas, is the story that I told you today, um, do you feel grateful to know? Would you rather have known? Is it, um, does it make you feel less 
American? Do you feel upset? Is it a story you feel like you would have liked to have known sooner? Um, I would say that knowing the story now is a lot better because now, you know, you don't want to be like lied to about your own history and like something everyone celebrates every year. And I think that people should really like not just lie <laughs> and just say like the truth and recognize what like their actual history was instead of kind of just trying to avoid it and just knowing your history I don't think I'd be all like gloomy and sad <laughs> about it I would just like want to know it and then because then I'd be raised knowing it instead of finding it out later in my life like now or some people it's not to like way later Well, I'm going to take the advice from my 13-year-old nephew and try to stop lying about these holidays and these mythical stories that we're telling our children <laughs> because our kids are ready, y'all. They want the truth and they want to hear it from the people that they trust and they love. And so, you know, while y'all are gathering together with your friends and your family and you're having these Friendsgivings, you know, take a moment to talk about the real story and, and to talk about the complexity of this story and how we all have participated in perpetuating this myth and the work that it's going to take as uh, individuals, as families, as communities, as a nation to overcome these mythical narratives. Because I think that the way that we've been doing this holiday um, and the way that it's rooted in a historical fallacy is deeply damaging to the native psyche and it's deeply damaging to the non-native psyche. What does it mean to be an ally? How can we reframe this day? On this holiday, this day of mourning for some, uh, where people are fasting and remembering the genocide and the oppression that our people have endured for hundreds of years since contact, since the first Thanksgiving, if you will. Uh, let us remember that we have a responsibility to be in good relationship with the indigenous relatives of Turtle Island and that in doing the work of having these conversations with our kids, we are starting to build better relationships in relationship in a way that goes beyond performative land acknowledgments, but rather gives land back, or at least builds relationship in a way that land can be shared, that we can create nations that support the sovereignty and self-determination of our indigenous relatives. Thank you so much for letting me share this conversation with you. And shout out to all my friends and family and uh, relatives that participated in this episode. <laughs> this has been a family affair. <laughs> you know, we recorded this in my mom's kitchen. <laughs> my nephew Dominic helped me edit it. Uh, my bestie Teo did the work on this episode. And we all kind of did it in the middle of doing everything else. And so I just want to say thanks to those that made this possible, and especially to my nephew, Thomas, who I just adore so much. We look forward to continuing this conversation and sending love to all of you out there, wherever you are. We'll be back with you real soon.